welcome to Faith FM. You're listening right across Australia on 87.6, 87.8 or 88 or on the internet, wherever you are in Australia. Maybe you're international as well, but you are joined this morning by Lawson and my good friend and producer, Shanna. Shanna, thank you for joining us this morning in, in replacement of... The Blake who who texted us <laughs> early this morning and said he's he's not feeling well, he's feeling sick, so you've come in. Shanna, I gotta ask you, how's your weekend been? What are you grateful for? My weekend's been great. Hey, like because mm. last week I was producing every morning and I'm mm. not used to such early mornings. Uh-huh. <laughs> so I got to sleep in. <laughs> it was so good. That's awesome. Sleep in, go to church, hang mm-hmm. out. Man, I had a pretty packed weekend. Uh I know on on Sabbath I woke up. Actually, a, a bit early, not quite as early as I would for radio, but a bit early, went on down to Avondale University Church, had brekkie there, was there for the service. Yeah. And then, because I'm, I'm a seminary student, I'm studying theology in the seminary, and we had Seminary Sabbath, where all of the seminary students got together and we shared, and we heard an amazing presentation about how it is that we do life and ministry as well, having those those boundaries, but also letting God work within all mm. of those things. And, and you know, something else I was really impressed by, I'm, I'm sitting there in seminary Sabbath, and uh, a lot of people come to study in the seminary, come to study a theology degree, which is the degree you'd get to go into the ministry in various interesting times in their lives. You know, mm. when you meet high school teachers, you meet nurses, a lot of those guys Just are coming straight out of school and... or they've done a gap year, but yep. usually it's the beginning of a career. Whereas there is a lot of seminary students who are maybe coming out of a different career, but have felt called to the ministry. And a lot of them have kids and multiple of the local Christian schools representatives were there and stood up and they said, we want to support the seminary. We want to see God's word go forward and we will do, we will do everything that we can to support your children. Money isn't an issue. And That's I so was cool. so impressed. Like, praise God. You're listening to The Breakfast Show Podcast on Faith FM, positively different. You are listening to The Breakfast Show. It is a well, very warm, very sunny, well, the sun's on its way up. Did it, you see the sunrise this morning? I did, and I was driving in the dark, and then I came into the studio, and I was reading my stories. And okay, okay. Did there you see it? an epic, like, um pinky orangey glow oh. it was beautiful i'm just like i need to take a photo of this I, I amazing like this. you've you've captured it at least for the both of us so yep. pra- <laughs> you can praise god <laughs> <laughs> praise god for the sunrise and praise god that we have come to our first clue of the quiz hey. for the week where we give away things absolutely for free for your benefit now maybe clue first then prize or prize first then clue how are you feeling? i don't know it's a pretty good prize Okay, I reckon clue first. Let's then. do the let's do the clue, and then we'll tell you what you'll be getting for it. Mm. So we're going to do a what am I this week, and it, the first one is Solomon tested himself with this to find out what is good, but proved to be meaningless. Oh, okay. I feel like I need to read that again. Mm. Okay, once more. Solomon tested himself with this, the thing that we're guessing, to find out what is good, but proved to be meaningless. Mm. So 
Solomon writes lots of books and he talks a lot about different things. Mm-hmm. And so, but he wrote about this. He wrote about this. And it proved to be meaningless. Mm-hmm. Well, there you go. Hey, 0491-064-669 is the number to text it out. Unfortunately, our phone lines in terms of our call lines are down. So please don't call us, even though we would love you to. Please don't call us. Just text us 0491-064-669. And now, Shanna, what is our amazing prize for this week? So we have a double pack again. Oh, So extra, extra special. But this is a Journal the Word Reference Bible. Mm-hmm. So it has like the the section in the middle where you can read it, but then on the side you can write down, you know, what you're learning from the Bible oh, and stuff. It's amazing. Yeah. yeah. So I've used them a few times in like different Bible studies and that, mm. and just to be able to like take notes and remember what you're mm-hmm. learning, um, and see the growth and progress that God's teaching you. Um, and then the thing that goes along with it is a Bible study companion set, the Conflict of the Ages. Oh series. yes. Mm-hmm. This is this is one of the best prizes that we have. Yeah. So you have the Bible and then you have a complimentary set that's going through the different stories of the Bible mm-hmm. and explaining them. It's like a commentary on, on all yes. that it's going through. So, yeah, definitely recommend. It is a good thing to have. We have the life-changing good book. We have life-changing commentaries. We want to bless you. 0491-064-669 is the number to call or text. And, hey, Tell us about your weekend as well. Tell us about what you've been up to, what kind of food you ate that was really, really good. I know for me, I had a fantastic lunch that was provided, as I was mentioning before, by Seminary Sabbath. They were like, here's free food, and I was absolutely stoked. What what did you guys get fed? Oh, gluten steaks. Oh, nice. So, So it was a win. It was definitely a win. Free food is amazing. Maybe you have a story like that. Oh, maybe there's some, some beautiful weather where you live. Maybe some dreary weather where you live. Hey, talk to us. You've had a good weekend. Let us know. Now, what's happening in the world of positively different news? Shanna. Yes. So um, I was reading this article this morning, and mm-hmm. it's talking about this leading cardiologist okay. who revealed the top 10 um, symptoms that you should never ignore about your heart. That is important. It is important. Like, we all want to be healthy, right? We all uh-huh. want to, you know, live a healthy life and not get sick and not mm-hmm. have heart attacks and all that That's sort of right. stuff. That's right. I think, you know, if you break a finger or a toe or maybe maybe you start uh, having maybe, oh, my, my eyes are getting a bit fuzzy, that can be difficult. Mm. Uh, but if your heart stops working, then you have... It's kind of your lifeblood. <laughs> That's right. You have some definite problems. Mm-hmm. So I think it would be worthwhile listening to it. Now, what are the symptoms then? Yeah, so there's... 10 that, sh- that they outline. Mm. The first one is dizziness on standing up quickly. Okay. Shortness of breath, difficulty bending down, palpitations, tightness of the chest, arm pain, often on the left, difficulty standing up, chest discomfort, excluding tightness, um, swollen legs, and frequent extra or skipped heartbeats. Oh. So when I was reading that, I was thinking, though, like, these are things that we get from other things as well, right? Mm. Sometimes it might be like low blood pressure or low blood mm. sugar when you stand up and you're really dizzy or whatever. Like yeah. sometimes well, it's that. Am, yeah. But I think to realize that the body is like a whole, it's holistic. We need to be mm. thinking about it, about mm. everything. And so, you know, the heart's where the blood's pumping around your body. It's where it's, you know, getting the lifeblood to everywhere in mm. you. And so, yeah, when you realize that something isn't right, it's your body telling you something's wrong. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And so Absolutely. thinking about your heart might be a good good thing to do in that. Yeah. Mm. So it said there, so standing up quickly, mm. sitting down or struggling to, to sit down, uh, both symptoms. So if you're, have you just got general problems moving? It, it seems like something might be wrong. It's probably good to have a checkup then. That's right, definitely. Well, they said... 
dizziness upon like sitting down or standing up, which is usually a symptom of low iron or blood pressure yeah, or something. I don't like know that. because like I get that a bit because I have I think low blood pressure would be the thing. Um, normally when I haven't eaten enough food or haven't yeah. exercised enough or all that sort of stuff. So I think, yeah, remembering that it is a, we have to think of the body as a whole. We that's can't right. just think of it as, as one thing. If that's wrong, then, you know, but mm. yeah, we should definitely, yeah, look at all the things that happen. Now, some of these symptoms like pain in the left arm specifically, that's usually like the precursor to a heart attack. Yeah. So which definitely is check the- it out. Whereas when it comes to low eye and low blood sugar, it's really amazing with most cardiovascular problems and diseases mm. that they're so preventable on the basis of having good hydration and good nutrition. Yeah. So if you're drinking water, I know one time I just all of a sudden became really dizzy and faint and I couldn't move and I couldn't talk and That's just, not good. just like had this huge kind of shutdown. It was really weird. We were, this was in 2008. 18, I believe I was in Raymond Terrace working at the op shop there. Mm. We were like moving some stuff around. And then all of a sudden I've just like just about collapsed. I was like conscious, but like collapsing, if you know what I mean. Mm. But my friends took me to the doctor and I, uh, I, they took my blood sugar and they, I forget exactly what the number was, but it was extreme, extreme, extreme low. It's like, and so the guy just, it was, it was so funny. The doctor, like above, he had like a cabinet and then above the cabinet, like hidden out of sight, he had a bag of lollies, which <laughs> maybe it was like his personal stash. And he pulls them down. He's like, oh, you get some of these India, gave me a drink of water, drink some of this, like, like, and then I was monitored afterwards for potentially having diabetes or something because mm-hmm. my, my blood sugar was Dropped so, so low. low. They're like, have you got some kind of insulin problem? But from what I saw at the time, it was just an isolated event. But again, mm-hmm. like that was completely debilitating, yet it was something that was very easily and quickly solved yeah. with just eating right, drinking right. I think I, I hadn't really eaten that day. I hadn't mm-hmm. really been drinking water that day. And so as a result... Like it, yeah, it just smashed me out of nowhere. Yeah. So yeah, shout out to everyone out there who is maybe feeling lightheaded or dizzy. Go eat something. Yeah. Or, do, or drink something <laughs> or do, you know, or, or again, these are signs you shouldn't ignore if it's getting more serious mm. than approach a medical yeah. professional. I read this thing recently and it talks about the idea of like regularity and eating, sleeping and drinking, like drinking water and all that. Mm. Like. The, our bodies are set on rhythms, and mm. hence why we have the weekend, right? The, mm. the you know the circadian things. rhythm. Yeah. yeah, exactly. We sleep every however many hours, and also what we eat, what we drink, mm. like that also needs to be on a regular thing. And so, yeah, there's so many basic health principles that we can be living out that mm. can help with these things. Absolutely. But yeah, the research that doctors are putting into this just to help us with this as well to give us awareness is really useful. Mm-hmm. So we definitely appreciate that. Absolutely. Just quickly, in in the other um. Another medical area, there was a baby that was born at 11 pounds. No, at one pound, 11 ounces. I was going to say 11 <laughs> pounds. pounds okay, I was going to be like, that's a massive baby. And then one no, no, pound. No, one pound. Do you know what that is in kilos? Nothing. Like what? Like 300, 400 grams, something like that. 700 grams. 700 grams. Yeah. That's a pretty tiny little baby. That is just. So I think it was, I think he was born at 14 weeks. Oh, wow. No, 14 weeks early. 14 weeks early. Okay, I was going to say 14 weeks. I'm getting all the numbers. 14 weeks, that is like Mm. unsurvivable. Okay, but 14 weeks early, that is incredibly early. Yeah, so they they had to keep him in the the NICU 
NICU, NICU ward for 65 days. Um, but yeah, he left being healthy at mm. like healthy four pounds, eight ounces when he left, left to go home mm. and yeah, he's thriving still. And so, yeah, again, like shout out to the medical field who are able to um, help in emergencies and crises like that mm. and take care of precious little lives that need, need help and need saving. Mm, that is amazing. Yeah, I had a cousin who was born, or oh, it's kind of second cousin, it's my mm. cousin's kid, who was born in a similar way, Yeah, like so early, so early. But It's then, so scary seeing it, like, tiny. It's like, it could be. It, it fits in the palm of your <laughs> yeah. hand. It's incredible that then they're able to survive and that he's like, like I think maybe 12 years old now mm. and healthy and everything. You're listening to The Breakfast Show Podcast on Faith FM, positively different. You're listening to The Breakfast Show here on Faith FM, and we're going to get into the quiz, but i got to say, 500 points out the gate. We've got Julia just absolutely smashing it, it, rocking this quiz. And guys, get your answers in. You're a little bit quiet here on Monday morning, but we're giving you some time to wake up. We understand, you know, the the potential sleepings that you're having that we had been appreciating over the weekend (laughs) before we had to come back in for radio this morning. But hey, if you're listening, send us in answers and send us in stories, text messages, thoughts on our segments, thoughts in our stories, whatever it may be. We'd love to hear from you. Of course, our phone line in terms of you being able to call us is down but you can still text us 0491 Nice. So what am I? Are we ready for the second question? Yeah, 400 points. Here we go. 400 points. Okay. Proverbs 21.17 tells us that the person who loves this will become poor. Oh. And I just gave you the reference because it's said here in the clue. But, uh-huh. you know, if you can answer it without the reference, even better. That's right. That's right. I think even if you were doing this quiz in our presence, the expectation wouldn't be that you then go look it up. It's what maybe if you've memorized it. That's that's the point. It's maybe mm. you've got an idea. That that's the advantage. Is if you've memorized it, well then praise God that you're a good Bible student and we'll give it to you. Mm. But don't look it up. Try and uh try and think about it. What what was that clue so, again? So this verse in Proverbs tells us that the person who loves this, the thing that we're guessing, will become poor. Ooh. All right. And we Zero don't want four. to become poor, so uh, yep. Amen. We, we've, be been, we've been doing managing for the master and, and you know, hitting, getting, a, a, being successful and all those things as God has called us to be. And so we, I don't think that's something that God wants to put us through. Definitely, I think that God wants us to be content mm. uh, with what we have. But going out of your way to actively ruin your life, <laughs> that's what you're going to get into if uh, you <laughs> you get into this. So 0491 What was our prize again for this week? You can get a Journal of the Word reference Bible. Amazing. And a commentary on the different, yeah, commentary on the Bible. So yeah. it goes through from the beginning of Genesis all the way through to the end of time. So Amazing. 0491 We've got some incorrect answers coming in. Sorry, Kayla and Brayden. But, uh, yeah, good, good. You're almost there, but not quite. Hey, we've got some news, current news happening around the world. I've got a question to ask you, Shana. Okay. Okay, so. Take it away. You and myself, we are both uh, childless young people. You know, live, living our best <laughs> lives. But let's say, like, you've, Shanna, you've got kids. And you see that a local church is promoting a family 
orientated event mm. in in the local community, and you're like, yeah, sure, I, I'll go to that, and, and you you bring your kids along. You go to this event because it's a church event. It's mm-hmm. a family orientated event. It's a fun family time. And you walk in and you sit down and it turns out to be a, uh, a, a drag show in the church. A drag show. A drag show. Like a, a, a drag queen uh, fashion event, a dancing event. How, how would you feel? Would you, would you feel that it lived up to the expectation of being a family-friendly event? Probably not. <laughs> yeah, probably not. And that's what a lot of people around the world are thinking. taking my kids somewhere else. <laughs> yeah, that's what a lot of people around the world are thinking mm. as recently in the UK, as there's been well pride events happening all mm. over the world, uh, there is a church there, Southend-on-Sea. I believe it is an Anglican church. Oh, sorry, sorry. The Vicar of Southend-on-Sea, which is a diocese i believe or it's a region within the anglican church the specific church itself is saint mark's they have received backlash because as pride month is going on they've decided to participate Mm -hmm. in some way and they've done so by hosting a drag show in their church which they are saying is a family show in which there is nothing inappropriate Hmm. i watched something the other day and it was talking about like meeting people where they're at and yeah. doing the things that people want us to do. But mm. where is the line? Where does that stop? That's right. What I'm I'm seeing here is I, I'm gonna say that this isn't just meeting people where they're at, mm. but a lot of the online criticism that has come from this uh has come from the fact that this is just participating in sin. There is a difference between meeting people where they're at and participating in yeah, sin. doing the things that are not good. And now, we, like we've said this time and time again, we love people. We deplore sin. Mm. We will support people no matter what sin they're participating in because all sin is the same before God. Now, there is a criminal standard, and the best way sometimes to support people, if someone, say, a murderer, is to put them in jail. Mm. But even in the context of jail, you're able to still support them. And homosexuality and LGBT, as well as what other types of sexual sin, for example, having sex before marriage, in our eyes is the same level of sin. Mm. Before God, yeah. and we should deal with it in appropriate ways. Well, even like pride is on the same level, right? And everyone can That's <laughs> right. be in that, a- in that boat. Absolutely. Pride, So lying. it's not putting people above each other yeah. and being like, I'm better than you because I don't do this outward thing. Yeah, that's right. There's inward things as well that we need to look at. That's right. Um, but Jesus ate with the sinners and publicans. Exactly. Jesus ate with them, but he didn't participate in tax collection. Yeah. He wasn't out there. He, he, the yeah. He, Jesus... Jesus I'm going to say something. Jesus wasn't a prostitute. Mm. Like, like this is, he loved the prostitutes he loved, and he helped them and brought them out that's of right. that. But he didn't stay there with them. But this is the thing. Now, the backlash has come because they have said in response, St. Mark's Church, they've gone, hey, look, like this is just us serving our community and meeting needs. But like a drag show is inherently inappropriate. Because the purpose of a drag show is sexual. Like, in fact, I would say the purpose of drag, and many psychologists who are far more equipped than me, who can see this very clearly, clearly, Mm. have seen this clearly, have studied this. The purpose of drag 
is inherently sexual. Like it is, it is drag is a sexual practice and exposing kids to that is bad. Now, again, we've seen in secular libraries and whatever it may be that this has been going on. And who am I to tell people how to raise their kids if they think Mm. something is right or wrong? But when a church is participating in this, how can I not just look at the Bible and see that what they're doing is, is wrong and they're saying that they're doing, but they're representing God by doing so, yeah. which I believe they're totally not. They're misrepresenting God. So then I have the right as a Christian, and so do these people, to say, what you're doing is incorrect. Mm. Please stop misrepresenting God. Yeah. When I think of church, I think of something that's trying to be as wholesome as possible, trying to lift mm-hmm. the standard as high as we can, mm-hmm. instead of trying to just fit in wherever it can. And then the question comes like, what motivates people to do this? Mm. Because I think that anyone with a brain, and two eyes can see quite cl- clearly. And I'm I'm not trying to be harsh on these people. I'm not trying to judge these people. But again, these are people who are saying that they're doing so on behalf of God. And I'm like, how can you say that when you have the word of God that clearly, so clearly defines the standards? But could we be easily blinded if we're not spending time in the word? That's right. I think it's that as well as a want not to use it as a tool to bring people in, but I want to participate. Someone within this church thinks that this is a is a good thing in which they want to participate in. This isn't actually an outreach. This is an in-reach for self. Like this mm. is, we want to do this, this because... something that gratifies what we are feeling that's right. and wanting. And I can just say as well, becoming a Christian at the age of 18, I was so blessed that in my personal life, I was like, drinking and partying and being wild. But whenever I would come to church, I was just met with such a high standard of wholesomeness. Mm. Because you're putting that behind you. You're not That's coming right. there to do more of that. That's and have right. More of a career and more of a party. That's you're right. coming to have something different. Exactly. And that church could have just been, and I had other Christian friends at the time who I partied with, mm. who was just like, and, and when I was with them, I had no compulsion then to get to know God. I mean, I, I was I was a bit interested because of the situation in my life at the time, but what enabled me to actually take those steps was being an environment in which those things weren't present. And they didn't need to take me out drinking and they didn't mm. need to like... Another to make one. it attractive to you. <laughs> That's right. They didn't need to. They just were themselves because they lifted up Jesus and the Bible is very clear. The Bible says, when I, Jesus says, when I am lifted up, I will draw all men unto myself. Amen. They lifted up Jesus crucified in its entirety. They lifted up the law of God and their great love and faithfulness to him. And that changed my life. Mm. So I, I'm yeah, a bit appalled by this and I hope that this changes. You're listening to The Breakfast Show Podcast on Faith FM, positively different. You're listening to The Breakfast Show here on Faith FM. Right now, it is time for another clue for the quiz. Oh, are we ready? So this is for 300 points are we up to? Yeah, 300, yeah, 300 points. 300 so points. We're getting less and less. We had lots and lots of incorrect answers. Ooh, um, shout out Bruce one. and Liz, you got it correct, but sorry, Brayden, Kayla, and Suzanne struggling. Hey, give us another clue. Okay, so the question is, the, the clue is, mm-hmm. the widow who lives for this is dead while she lives. Oh. <laughs> this is so bizarre. This... If I didn't know the answer, I would be perplexed as well. <laughs> yeah, okay, amazing. The widow who lives for this is is dead. While she lives. While she lives. That's an oxymoron. Well. Is that, no, what's the word where it's like an opposite of what it actually is? 
I think, well, an oxymoron is something that's kind of categorically impossible within its concept, but yeah, yeah cool. 0491 uh, Again, more more questions coming in. Sorry, sorry, Karen. Incorrect. More answers. Ooh, it's a uh, one. But we have an amazing prize regardless yes. that you should still try and get in for. 0491 Get in to get that Bible so you can develop your relationship with Jesus. That's right. You would know this answer better if you read the Bible more. And hey, I'm not saying that to judge you guys. We're all in the same position. Uh-huh. Let's all call out to God and uh, engage in his word. 0491 Hey, right now, it's time for an amazing interview with none other than Houston Ford. Houston, are you there with us? I'm here. Oh, amazing. Houston. Now... We've got lots to talk about, church planting, your journey. But the first thing that I want and I need to address because I've seen amazing photos on Facebook, you're a father-to-be very soon. True. Amazing. How, how long until your beautiful wife, Rochelle, is giving birth? Uh, we're expecting in eight days. Eight days. So, yeah, very keen, very excited. She's she's like ready to go, just about. It's it's an any moment thing. Yeah, they literally could come any any time now. So yeah, yeah, it's awesome. Amazing. Now, Houston, thank you so much for joining us on the breakfast show, and we're going to be talking about your your journey, your a bit of your testimony, how it is that God has led and actually brought you to the place now that mm. you are planting a church. But hey, mm. we'll start with. Where where have you come from, and and where is it that God met you? Sure. Yeah. So I'm originally <laughs> from, I'm originally from Batlow, mm. small country town in South New South Wales. Um, you might have seen Batlow apples mm-hmm. in your supermarkets or on trucks, that kind of thing. Um, so that's where I grew up on a farm. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm currently living here in Canberra, mm-hmm. and um, yeah, planting planting a church this year so pretty exciting stuff oh amazing so you've ended up in canberra what does that journey look like from batlow to canberra and <laughs> i think that planting a church is not something that a lot of people just do in a vacuum what yeah. what has that taken what's been the situation so really uh, i guess what's led me to this point is obviously probably a number a number of things mm. um one of the biggest things that probably catapulted me to the situation now is uh, starting off going to a rise back in 2019. Oh, um, wow. So that, yeah, that year I really, really wanted to be involved um, and serving God missionally. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I'd heard a lot of, uh, a lot of good things about a rise and I thought, you know what, I'm just going to, I'm just going to do it. And so, yeah, went to a rise, um, which was an awesome experience mm. in itself. And yeah, for two years after a rise, I Bible worked here in Canberra, mm. which that was another amazing experience. Mm. Um, and then, you know, after Bible working, I, I went back to my old job that mm. I was doing before a rise, which was pest control. Mm. And, um, I was, you know, full steam ahead with planning to do, well, I did start up my own company. And then um, literally two months later, after starting my own company, God called me into ministry full time. (laughs) And so I had to put that aside (laughs) 
And um, yeah, here I am now this year, first year into ministry, planning a church. So that's the that's a nutshell of my of my journey. Okay, amazing. We've got the nutshell there, and there are so many points in that that sound incredible. And God has kind of twisted and turned and weaved and worked in your situation to be able to to bring you to the other side. Now you're working in pest pest control before rise, and you feel compelled that, hey, I want to be involved in the mission of the church. Yes. You went to Arise. Now, was there anything specifically that where you kind of had a light bulb moment of, oh, this is because you said it was followed by a couple of years of Bible working. Was there something that really compelled you in that Arise experience to say, hey, this is something that I, I want to do in my life full time? Yeah, I guess it. It happened really before I went to Arise because I was offered a a Bible working position, mm. and before I took it on, I, and I thought, you know, like I really wanted to do it. I really wanted to serve God, and I didn't know what it was going to lead to. I had no idea, you know, where my future would go. But mm. I just felt convicted to to serve God mm. in that capacity. And but before I committed to doing the Bible working job, I thought I wanted to get mm. some experience and exposure. And I knew one, one thing that I knew and had heard a lot about was uh, at a rise, you did door knocking and you did, you learned to give Bible studies. And that was something that I'd never experienced before. Mm. And I wanted that exposure. I wanted to be pushed uh, out of my comfort zone and just being in that environment to be trained, you know, before I went into you know, a Bible working capacity. So, mm. yeah, like it was that conviction to do Bible working that led me to sign up to go to a rise, and then going to a rise just, yeah, was awesome. It just it, it uh, empowered me to to move forward when I went back to Canberra, um, Bible working. So that was really what convicted me to go to a rise. Mm. Wow, that's um, that's really well thought through. You're like, hey, this is something that I feel convicted to do, but then also I want to be equipped to be able to do it. Uh, yeah. Oh, praise God. So, so are we going to say? No, no, you go, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it. Okay, so you've gone then, you've done the Arise program. Hey, was there was there any other, you know, special uh, meetings that took place in Arise? I know you would have been there meeting God and, and seeing him work, but was there, was there anything else that really caught your eye while you're at doing the Arise program? Yeah, there was. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I've met a lot of good people, made a lot of good friends, but uh, I guess what you're alluding to, Lawson, is, um, yeah, I did actually meet my now wife at Arise. So that was, um, you know, a really good souvenir to bring back. <laughs> <laughs> Praise God. Hey, well, I just I just wanted to highlight that if there's anyone listening in who is uh, looking for someone faithful and amazing, it worked for Houston. So praise, praise God. <laughs> praise the Lord. Um, yeah, Bible, Bible training programs, that's where the good ones are. Would you agree? Totally. Amen. Okay, so <laughs> y- you've gone, you've done the Arise program, you've You've said, okay, well, now I want to step into this position of Bible working. I'd love to know your experience through that. But then also, you said you you came out of Bible working back to pest control, but then into church planting. Now, I've been a Bible worker 
I'm currently studying to go into into full time ministry as a pastor, and I look at something like starting a church plant. I'm like, yeah, there's Bible working, but starting a church plant that's a huge step. And as you said, you wanted to feel equipped to yeah. to to do Bible working by going to Arise. Then that equipping to then starting a church plant would you would you owe that to your Bible working experience? Oh, um, honestly, I. I just think God's led and I, I don't know what has led, like why, I don't know the reasons why mm. God has, has called me to this specific thing. Um, but I know that he has made it very clear to me that he's called me into ministry. Mm. Um, so clear that I, I knew that if I had said no, I'd be, uh, I'd be a Jonah. And I'd mm. just be running for the rest of my life, and I'd be living with anxiety, knowing that I'm running from God, you wow. know, from what He's calling me. So that's how clear He made it to me. And so I didn't. Uh, this, this wasn't really something that I said. You know, hey, look, I, I want to be a church planter. I, I, I want to be the one who, you know, leads this church plant. It, um, I guess God just led led me to it, and it just sort of fell in front of me. Um, to, to put it in that in that way, so um, I can't put it down to anything other than the fact that just that's just how the circumstances God has led and, and worked it out that this is where I am. Mm. So it's pretty, um, it's a humbling thing to just be led by God wherever that leads, and and I'm stoked to be a part of this church plant journey. Um, I will admit that, you know. Going into Bible working, that was awesome. But it's again, it's very different, as you as you would imagine, like and as you would know, very different from getting a church plan off the ground and getting yeah. functioning and working. Um, so it requires a different, uh, I guess, level of experience and leadership mm. and and so many things mm. um, that I'm, you know, like I've never planted a church before. Sure. I, I'm enthusiastic and I'm keen for mission. I, I love it. Um, that's that's all I've got. <laughs> Just the desire to serve oh, and man. the desire to to follow God. So I'm learning. I'm growing. Um, and you know, the team we're all uh, you know very supportive of each other, mm. and it's good. It's a good uh, place to be in. Amazing. So that that's incredible. You you've You've, I, I think I see a bit of a, a progression here. When you first step into mission work or wanting to be a mission work, you've said, okay, I need to be equipped. And you've had that equipping experience going to arise. You've then participated in ministry. You can see mm. the bigger challenge of planting a church, but you've said, well, hey, first and foremost, I need to rely on God to be able to do this because this is yeah. a spiritual work and maybe I'll never be equipped. Um, but you've been called, so therefore... Yeah, you should go into. Oh, praise God! Now, I could imagine that there would be a number of of blessings that would have been coming with starting this church plant. But I have to ask first how how long has the project been going for so far? Um, I guess the like officially we've been running since the start of February. Wow. Uh, okay, fresh. So it's it's super fresh. <laughs> Um, but we, you know, the team, we've been talking about this for, for months and months into last year, you know, mm. months ago last year. Um, uh, 
And it was something, yeah, as, as I said, we've been talking about it. We've been feeling the, the conviction and the desire to plant a new church here in Canberra. Mm. Um, we've been acknowledging for years that, you know, for a city of this size, we need more churches. Absolutely. You know, we've, we've got three um, churches in Canberra and for 400 plus thousand people, you know, like we need more churches. And mm. so are we actually going to be real about that? Are we going to put that into practice and make that a reality? So mm. that's been the conversation um, with a lot of our team members. And so, like I said, a few months ago, back into last year, um, a lot of us were serving in our, in our old church, uh, Canberra national. And we, we're continuing on with our roles, but what we were doing was we were just meeting up um, after lunch, uh, after church for lunch on Sabbath, and just just eating together, just getting to know each other a bit better, and then um, build that relationship with one another. And that was the focus, you know, months ago. And then by the time we came into this year and, and the start of February, we're like, okay, now we're going to go full time, uh, full speed ahead with with planting. Mm. Oh, amazing. And so where are you? Well, what's the name of your church and where are you running? So the name of the church um, is Canberra Adventist Mission Plant. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're currently meeting all over the place at the moment. <laughs> we, we started meeting in our, in our home uh, here with uh, Rochelle. Mm. And uh, we at first meeting together, we're like, this is great, but we need more room. We have um, there's a lot of kids in our in our plant. There's a lot of young families, so we we're like, it'd be great to have some more space. So what we've been doing is just meeting in the park, mm. and praise the Lord, we've been having excellent weather. Yeah, to facilitate that and to allow that. So yeah, literally just meeting in the park, and um, we're in the process of trying to to rent a a building. Mm-hmm. Um, we have something semi locked in um, for the for the near future. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah. Literally just, uh, as I said before, sort of making it up as we go where we can meet. Oh, absolutely. That's awesome. And, hey, I can already see an acronym there, CAMP, Camp yes. Canberra Adventist. Is that something – did you do that on purpose or – We oh, – I guess it was uh, sort of we, – we, 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 we wanted to have the name Adventist in our name. We wanted mission because, you know, that's, that's the point. That's what planting, you're about, right? yep. So we, Missional, yeah. So yeah. we wanted mission to be in our name. And then when we just con- combined, like, the city that we're in and what we are, like, we're planting, it was just, oh, it Canberra Adventist Mission Plant. It just sort of worked out. That's so good. Oh, that's yeah. awesome. Hey, Houston, thank you for joining us this morning on Faith FM. Thanks for being a part of the Faith FM family. Join our community on Facebook or get in touch at 1-800-FAITH-FM.